dolphins and jags. What a drag! Welcome, football fans, to the Surf and Artificial Turf podcast. I'm Baxter Hill. This is my co-host, Casey Thompson. Casey, how was your week, buddy? Uh, different week, same illness struck house. Uh, <laughs> just fighting for our lives out here. Uh, week was fine. I mean... Uh, just ran her first half marathon since uh, having uh, Elliot. So Congrats. It's been, a, it's been a while. Congrats, uh, Jess. We were... I had the two kids. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It, went, it went pretty okay. Uh, they're they're pretty they're pretty chill. Um, sure. Beside that, nothing too eventful has happened over the past week. And my mind, which is just all jumbled up. How about you, buddy? Week has been the same as normal. You know, I, it's we're we're in we're in that part of the year where there's not really a lot of traveling, not a lot of fun being had. You know, just the nose to the grindstone, <laughs> and you know, just doing doing work. Uh, as they say, you know what is, I mean. This pod is gonna get. I I realize this today. Gonna get so much more complicated over the next like five weeks. Now nah, we'll be fine. We'll discuss it offline. But oh my god, I think <laughs> that people like hearing you plan out your podcast on the podcast. Yeah, so we yeah, should just yeah. we should just talk about yeah. it here right now. All right, now. so next week, <laughs> let's start there. <laughs> I'm gonna be down in hell. We'll be fine. Cape Coral. Three weeks. I'll be in Disney. What do I do it from? The Grand Floridian, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Bring your mic. Do it from your phone. Oh, yeah. That's good audio quality. <laughs> um, all right. All right. Um, what do we do here? We yeah, do, love, uh, what what do you drink? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm drinking uh, Voodoo Ranger Cashmere Rice. Mm. I'm drinking currently this water, but I have a okay. uh, Sweetwater Hazy Double IPA on deck. I gotta get I gotta get rid of these Steelers cups. Yeah, what's going? Don't on tell there? my wife. We have all we have is just random plastic cups. Mm. We have a majority of our cups are the Coca Cola cups that I stole from the pizza place that I worked at. Yep. Uh, I have a ton of those, but we also have <laughs> these. Like, we have like four Steelers cups. And they're just like the first one that I grabbed because I kind of like the, you know, like the flimsy kind of flexi plastic. So that's like my my water cup of choice. We also have um, some cups from Smoking Tuna in Key West. Great place. Mm. Uh, I'm stalling here because 49ers destroy Jaguars 34 to 3. Instead of recapping this game, because I don't really want to, uh, I've... I, I found some 1849 gold rush facts for you. Are you ready? Yeah, let's hit it. Uh, number one, California did not have the first gold rush in American history. Did you know that? I did not know that. The honor actually goes to North Carolina. 50 years before the gold rush discovered at Sutter's Mill, the first gold rush in American history got underway after a 17-pound gold nugget was found in Cannabis County, North Carolina. That's a fun fact. Fun fact, too. The gold rush was the largest mass migration in U.S. history. Don't need to read you all the numbers. Just, you know, believe it. Fun fact three. The gold rush attracted immigrants from around the world. That's not very fun. Fun fact four. The gold rush proved dangerous and deadly for non-white people. Shocker. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fun fact. Yeah. Let me know if you're shocked by that one. Uh, Listen. Jokes aside. Bits aside. This game was terrible. Um, lots of mistakes. And when they were in scoring range, uh, at the end of the half, it was 13-3. to three. It ended up being a blowout because the Jacks just couldn't get anything going on offense. The uh, 49ers defense with Chase Young is going to be formidable for pretty much everybody that they play at this point. That's a pretty scary defensive front line. And then the Jacks defense, it's just... 
that's a that's a strong offense to go up against, and they're just not in the same class. Um, <laughs> they were outclassed. I mean, it was a, it was a rough watch. It was a humbling game, and uh, I I I think, you know. Don't put too much weight in the final score. Sure. Uh, but I think it's a true showing up. You know, I think a lot of this, these, this winning streak, you had a um, a lot of reliance on turnovers. Mm. Um, and and think, efficiency off of those turnovers of scoring. Yeah, and you got away with what has been a huge complaint of ours, which is terrible offense. Mm-hmm. Um, one that's been very frustrating to watch. One that has been terrible on third and fourth down. And it really came to its head in this game, along with a few other things that are concerning. Your pass blocking. Um, and not so much your defense, but... Your defense, if your offense is not scoring points, is just going to. It's going to be if they're not getting the turnovers. It's it's going to be an issue when your pass rush doesn't get to the quarterback. Um, Brock Purdy is terrible when he is under pressure. Yeah. You saw that a lot more in the first half, and it just wasn't manifesting itself. Um, again, with only Josh Allen getting pressures, yeah, uh, and no sacks. I will say for me, it's just the only thing I'm taking away from this game is that the Jags are not yet in that class of the top tier teams. They're not in the class of the Chiefs, the Eagles, the 49ers. They're missing a couple of pieces. Uh, I'm not going to say the Dolphins yet. <laughs> um, they got to start beating some some teams that are above 500. Um but they're just not in that class yet. They're missing a couple of pieces to get them over the hump. Um, and the play calling is still uh, frustrating. And I think like the biggest two examples uh, of the issues with the play calling for me is you've got this decent drive going and then you throw this trick play into it in the middle of it that doesn't work, and then you're behind the sticks. Like there was no need for that. Like a uh, double pitch wide receiver pass. Like to me, that that's the kind of play that you use when your offense needs a spark. That's a play they could have run that play in the third quarter when they were down twenty points. Like run that play then because the risk you throw a pick or it's a negative play. It's like, whatever, like you're already so far behind what difference does it make? But like that play. And then you're having this drive where ETN's on the sideline, which is fine. He needs breaks and you bring in Dearness Johnson and he's running well. And then all of a sudden you just decide to bring in tank Bigsby and tank can't gain a yard. It's like those two decisions to me are just decisions that should not be getting made. Yeah. The personnel issues are still there uh, on offense. The situational play calling is still there. Um, those issues. I, I don't know. It, it's, it's frustrating. Um, it's a very frustrating offense to watch. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, I think pass blocking wise, I don't think that they're going to see another front like that until the playoffs. So I don't, I'm not, super concerned i think that you know they still could bring in ezra cleveland i don't think walker little did that well but i think the 49ers probably now have the best front line of any team in the league after adding chase young so i mean take for that what you will um this is a bury the ball game i hope to never talk about this game ever again as long as i live i did not come up with a fantasy corner for this game I didn't even think about it. Um, hmm. Hmm. How did how did Debo do? I think D- Debo would be my question for you. It's like 
this is not great for podcasting here. Never so. is, but who you know, who cares at this point, you know? I wanted to kind of look at Debo's consistency and then I just completely forgot. Uh, well, I mean, he's been out with the injury. This is his first right. game back for a bit. Um, I think that's one problem with Debo is that he's widely not consistent, right? So yeah. if you look at his scores, 11, 22, 25, 0.6, 11.5, 1, 2 in injured weeks, and then 15.9. Um, you know, he is not the main weapon on this team and mm-hmm. it's a team full of weapons. I, I, the problem I think with Depot is that in my mind, uh, he is the third weapon, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, it really depends because Kittle was pretty big, uh, against you guys. He had more points than Debo did. So I think, um, I mean, look, he's, he's, he's still a solid start, uh, when he's healthy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you're going to get double digit points out of him just because of the nature of this, this offense. Uh, but he is just, is he a player that you would feel comfortable playing? Yeah. Is he, (laughs) With the consistency issues, is he a player that you would feel comfortable starting against all matchups all across the board, or is he kind of a player that you're looking at as a like a matchup dependent kind of player? I don't know if I'm looking at him as a matchup dependent player so much as like if I re- I mean I'm looking at it as if if I need someone with I think he has a relatively high floor when he's healthy and playing, um, so I think that. He's going to get touches. They will they will manufacture some touches for him. They they're going to give him some carries, uh, you know, a, along with a, a few targets, right? So, I think no matter what, he's going to manufacture some touches. I think that if you need a higher floor guy, I think he is pretty good there in terms of when he starts. The problem is he gets injured so often, so it's just kind of like a yeah. Um, you have that risk there, uh, but started when you when he's healthy. Let's get rocking here. Let's get back on track. Week eleven preview. Raiders at Dolphins. One o'clock kick. Dolphins, a twelve point favorite. Yeah, time to uh, fucking smoke these fuckers. Yeah, I mean, I just like this is it is our time to shine because you know what's coming up? A nice stretch of losing record teams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's our bread and butter, baby. <laughs> Like, uh, this is a team that is starting a rookie that, uh, has, is coming off a two game win streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's over it, the two it New was York a, teams. It was, yeah, it's over the two New York teams. The giants are, uh, I, I would say the worst team in the NFL right now in the jets, yeah. um, offensively are, are horrendous. So I think there this should not be a competition this is a get right game this is a let's start the second half hot um and we're at home where we're very strong unlike <laughs> unlike the jags we're very strong at home uh and there is no reason we shouldn't win this game so um off the bye off a bad loss I, I, I mean, I don't know what else just to say except I expect big things from the Dolphins. So I didn't uh, – I was a bad boy on this one, and I didn't get any of the injury reports either. It, what's the uh, – well, how are the Dolphins think, looking health-wise coming back? Relatively well. Um, yeah, so Armstead is fine. Uh, Robert Hunt unsure if he's going to play, but there's a good chance Devon Achan plays. Okay. Um River Craycraft, who is an excellent run blocker, um, is is uh, also been activated or has his open win- um, his window open off the IR. So both him and Achan coming back is huge. It's actually my key matchup is our run game, which is number one in the league, versus their tackling, which is twenty fifth. Most hurt, 
And if Achan plays, Achan, I think, should be a big part of this game plan in this game um, with our offensive line relatively healthy. Uh, both tackles are center. Um, I, I think that we have uh, enough there to cue two big two guys that are huge on breaking tackles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mostert almost always makes that first guy miss. Achan is more of a he doesn't get touched, but he he is also he can also be a guy that um, definitely has been showing some power and breaking tackles as well. I mean, I think that this is uh, a good matchup for our run game. Uh, if Robert Hunt plays, that's even a better reason to see I've, a lot of those two guys. I've never watched Moster and Achan for their vision, but I will say there was like a lot of oh stills, like a lot of pictures from the all 22 angle coming out when Ahmed was in yeah. um, of just wide open holes that instead of taking them, uh, he ran straight into into defenders instead. Um, I can't imagine that their vision is worse than that. Um, so just, it's such an upgrade uh, having Achan come in. I, I Probably going to become a superstar in this league, especially on this offense. Um, yeah, I think this is a, this is a great time for the Dolphins to really start leaning in on that run game and using that explosive pass game with Achan coming back. Uh, you know, on defense, it's just continuing to build off of what is now looking to be a stronger defense. Uh, we have what is a um, rookie quarterback on the other side. Uh, so I think we just kind of make his life hell. Um, mm. I, you know, I, and I think we have the talent and the health right now to do so. Uh, I, I, I think from what I mean, he's, he's fine, but you know, I don't think Aiden O'Connell is going to be a guy that's going to come in here and put up 30 points. So, uh, I just have liked so much how our pass rush has been. Um, although our coverage is, is fully healthy, um, it's hard to look at the PFF grade and know what our coverage is without having to go back, um, you know, and limit it to the past couple weeks or whatever. But in terms of our pass rush, it's eighth uh, in, in the league. And their pass block is actually sixth uh, in the league. So it's a, it's a strength versus strength. But um, if our coverage... Uh, continues to do what it has been doing, and Aiden O'Connell has to hold on the ball more. As a rookie, you know, that's where um, you see a lot of panic, um, and hopefully we create some turnovers as well, and our pass rush dominates their pass block. Yeah, I mean, with rookie quarterbacks, you expect some ups and downs, uh, C.J. Stroud notwithstanding. Um, uh, like, you're never going to have... a a quarterback just as a rookie just constantly hit this high peak. So, I mean, he, he plays decently, but there's always that opportunity with a rookie quarterback that they're going to have that, that down game, that bad game. And it's just going to kind of spiral out of control. Um, I liked what the pressure looked like coming out of that, that chiefs game. I felt like I saw a lot more flashes of pressure from Chubb and from Phillips uh, consistently uh, which was which was really nice to see coming from uh, those two, and I just I, I feel like especially with this Raiders pass block, you should be able to eat there. Yeah, all right, give me your pick'em. Uh, Dolphins forty-two, Raiders seventeen. I was almost the same exact score. Dolphins forty-five, <laughs> Raiders fourteen. Uh, going forward. We've got the Titans at Jags, a one o'clock kick. Jags are a six and a half point favorite. Um, Titans hate week begins. Fuck them Titans, man. Uh, not only coming off of a terrible loss, but playing your arch rival. Uh, I hate the Titans. I am so looking forward to this being a get right game, a Trevor angry game. Um, so my offensive matchup here is the Jags receiving, which is 26 versus the uh, Titans coverage, which is 26, which if you're looking at it, that's a movable force meets a uh, stoppable object. 
Yeah. Uh, both pretty terrible. Um, but I like the person who's throwing the ball to the receivers a lot more than the defensive backs who are in the coverage. Um, This is the point where you got to get right. You have to get these receivers involved, especially Ridley. This needs to be a game where you force feed them. Like I I don't want to see another game where Ridley has one catch coming out of the first half. He's outside of Travis Etienne. He's your most explosive playmaker. You have to give him opportunities to make explosive plays, whether that's manufacturing a screen pass to him, uh, throwing a deep shot to him where he's the only read in the play, where it's you know uh, an outside throw where it's low risk. They have to start finding ways to get Calvin Ridley involved in the game plan quicker. And we've heard some 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 rumblings, some rumors that there might be some changes in the way that plays are being called uh, vis-a-vis uh, maybe maybe uh, Doug Peterson taking back over some of that play calling um, responsibility, which would be really, really good to see. But I'm just looking to see Trevor sling the ball around the yard, cook the Titans, score a whole bunch of points, get Calvin Ridley involved. Let's go offense. Yeah. <clears throat> it's the same thing as the Dolphins. Time to fucking smoke them. Like I mean, mm-hmm. like this. This is a game that's is it should be easily winnable. I have a lot of money tied to the Jacks this week. I think this is a great spot for you uh, to, uh, you know, really, um, you know, just go to town on. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that it's it's very, um, you know, telling that how well Ridley played in that first week against the Colts um, and how it has rapidly declined since then. Teams have adjusted. They know how mm-hmm. to play Calvin Ridley. And the you play with press coverage. And the problem is that Press Taylor um, is not good enough to readjust that how your offense functions with Calvin Ridley. And um, there are simple fixes to this and it's it's incredible to me uh that after the bye week those fixes were not put into place yeah um so that that has been incredibly frustrating and disappointing uh based on my outlook of what calvin ridley and trevor lawrence were going to go looking going into the season were going to look like because i just thought that the ceiling was so high for those two based on calvin ridley's talent level when he was in atlanta and trevor lawrence's talent level obviously the problem um, as we have seen, is that your offense is a severe lack of creativity. Horrendously. Yeah. Um, and you're dealing with just, um, yeah, exactly. Lack of creativity, uh, lack of really a an, an awareness to a adapting to a modern NFL, uh, mm-hmm. right? And um, knowing, uh, yeah, and an awareness to what your weaknesses are. And, and the easy fixes that there there are um, to be made, it's it's been it's been it's been difficult to watch. Uh, I don't know how easy it will be to to flip that switch in one week. But if Doug Peterson were to take over play calling, I think that would be a huge lift for mm-hmm. you guys. Um, and I think this is a good week to do it. Yep. Um. My defensive matchup is Jags run D, which is 22nd versus Titans run, which is 8th. While Henry isn't what he used to be, the combination of Henry and Tajay Spears has been a good one-two punch. Like It's it's very strong, Um, but the Jags defense has been very good against the run this season, you know, outside of a couple of games. Um, they've been they've been very good at stopping the run, holding it down to a low yards per carry. If you can get this team behind the sticks and force a rookie quarterback into obvious passing situations, they should be able to get after the passer because that's all, that's what Mike Caldwell preaches about this defense all the time. What he wants to build is a team that can stop the run and put a team into obvious passing situations and. This is a game where you're going against 
one of the better probably one-two punches in the NFL running back-wise. Um, so just stop that run and get after Will Levis, please. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, I, I, like the, I like the matchup here, right? You have been pretty good against the run this year, and you got a rookie quarterback who started off very strong against Atlanta but has shown some signs that he's a rookie quarterback in these past two games. Um, completely overmatched against Tampa Bay. And I think that you definitely have shown that you can be a better defense than what Tampa Bay uh, puts out there. So I think the tape is there. You know, it's not, it's not, and those also against the Falcons who are just a fucking dumpster fire mm-hmm. um, and have definitely a worse defense than you guys. Um, you know, we have seen against the Steelers and the, the Bucks that Will Levis has some flaws. And again, look, this is a this is a great matchup for you guys because if you eliminate Derrick Henry, um, then you are in a prime position to dominate on defense, create turnovers, which has just led to success for you guys. Mm-hmm. If you can get anything going on offense, it should be an easy win for you. Gimme that pickup. Jags 24, Titans 10. Jags 35. Okay. Titans 12. <laughs> yeah. You got to set up. If you set, uh, I mean, yeah. If you set your season point total on this game, that would be surprising. But Doug Peterson taking over play calling. Yeah. Calvin Ridley's going to cook. Uh, I'm going to destroy some people in fantasy this week. All right. <laughs> to the old standby game. Because we couldn't come, because I couldn't come up with anything better. Yeah. This so. or that. Here we are. So, if you uh, are just joining us for the first time ever and you've never listened to this podcast, we play this game that is called This or That, where we give each other uh, two different scenarios and we have to choose between them. Would you like to go first or second? Uh, I can go first. Um, go would you rather? That's not the, what this game is. Try that again. <laughs> this or that? Would you rather have this, which is <laughs> uh, the? Would you rather? How yeah? How do I phrase it? <laughs> I don't know. Because I would say, would you rather have this or would you rather that? Say the things, and then at the end, say this or that. All right, Jack schedule or Texan schedule, this or that. I don't. I'm gonna read it off. Don't okay. don't worry about it. I'm gonna read it off. I do want to look at it for some context I, though, because my brain doesn't work that way. Yeah, I, I think I think yeah, it's it's. There's a lot of games left to be perfectly clear. Look, there's eight games for the both of you, but over the past couple of weeks, there is a um, bit of concerning trend happening, which is the Texans look really good, including C.J. Stroud, um, and. You know they're coming off of uh, two incredible wins against the Bucks and Bengals. They play the Texans, play the Cardinals, the Jags game, which is suddenly an incredibly Huge. important game. <laughs> um, luckily for you, somehow it's in Houston. Luckily, good thing that's yeah. a lucky thing mm-hmm. for you. Uh, so Cards, Jags, Broncos, Jets, Titans, Browns, Titans, Colts. The Jags play the Titans, the Texans, the Bengals, the Browns, the Ravens, the Bucks, the Panthers, the Titans. So obviously, the um, the the game against the Jags is going to be the biggest one, and then the two other games that you're probably circling is they're both playing Cleveland, and then. The biggest game difference is the Jags still have to play Cincinnati, um, but the Texans also have to play the Jets, and it sounds like Aaron Rodgers is eyeing a return in December for the Jets. So Aaron Rodgers with that Jets, he's not going to be available. Temp- December tenth, that defense. He's not. Gonna he, he, he said that he said that that's where what he's eyeing is coming back for the first week in December. I don't know if that's true. If it is, we all need to start listening to dolphin porn when we're injured. <laughs> um, obviously, I think it, the most important thing that it's going to come down to is that game against each other. 
I, I'm going to take the Jags. Uh, obviously, I think. Listen, CJ Stroud has been really good, but there's also been, you know, the game against the Panthers where he didn't look so good. And the first couple of the games where he wasn't throwing interceptions, but he also wasn't throwing touchdowns. So uh, there's at any point in time, a rookie quarterback can get fried, can get frazzled. So I would take Trevor Lawrence in his third year and that offense hitting a stride versus a rookie quarterback down the back half stretch of their schedule. Yeah, I think um, you're going to have a problem with these two home games, Bengals and Ravens, mm-hmm. and going going to Cleveland and Tampa. Uh, those I'm not games, concerned about Tampa in the least. I mean... I'm not. <laughs> um, okay. Tampa doesn't, Tampa doesn't scare me. Uh, I think that that's that's those four matchups uh, at, are coming right after the, the Texans game, right? So you go to Houston, and then you have home Bengals at Browns, home Ravens, which is mm. horrendous for you. <laughs> um, yeah. Especially because Bengals is Monday night, and so then you have a short week to travel to Cleveland. Uh, I mean, it's it's going to be a tough stretch. Uh, the the Texans don't really have anything that's close to comparing that. They play some good defenses, but they play a ton of bad offenses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, at that same time, the the Bron- the Texans are playing the Broncos, Jets, Titans, and then the Browns. So, a much easier schedule for them. It's tough. You have a game lead. You really, really need to beat the Texans. Yep. Like yeah, get yourself come, that that game's huge. Get yourself a two game lead and then at least you have a split. Uh I don't think the Texans have lost a No, they have not. They didn't um, they didn't lose to the Colts. Mm, oh, they did. They did yeah. lose to the Colts. Then they lose the yeah, it, Anthony Richardson was straight cooking them at the beginning of that yeah, game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's great for you, right? Because if you both mm-hmm. beat the Titans twice and they even beat the Colts, you've got that division uh, tiebreaker. Yeah. So it's essentially, if you beat the Texans and you take care of business against the Titans, a three-game lead otherwise, right? Right. That's that's your best. That's your best shot. Mm-hmm. But you have to do something that you are have significantly struggled at doing, which is go to Houston and win. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying we look ahead to next week, but in terms of this game this or that, um, that is very concerning and a lot of pressure on one game. Yep. All right. Since you did your Jags one first, I will give you my Dolphins one. Dolphins go out in a blaze of glory in the AFC championship game against the Chiefs in a fireworks-laden game that ultimately ends in Chiefs win that doesn't give the Dolphins... Uh, offense a chance to respond think like that bills game right at the end of the game it's just fireworks all over the place back and forth or lose a very boring ho-hum super bowl this or that um hmm very pregnant pause I well, I mean, I don't know. I I think that, uh, I think I would want the former, because in my mind, if we made it to the Super Bowl and lost, that's so um, much worse. I think that's yeah. I think that's just knowing that you're going to like in this situation where I know we're going to lose. I don't yeah. want to do that. I'd rather have a game where. Um, our offense is cooking, and we can definitely compete with the best of the AFC. Um, and um, at that point, have one one to two games in the playoffs, so we have shown that we can beat winning teams. Right? Uh, I think that would be better going into next year. Uh, and then, from a mental standpoint of knowing, I mean, getting that close and losing would be just just so heartbreaking. Um, that. You know, I, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I can withstand it. <laughs> I also think it's better, right? And history has shown that losing the Super Bowl is 
much worse than losing the AFC champion or losing the championship game. It's you know that the teams that lose the Super Bowl a lot of times don't make it back to the playoffs. Um, so uh, history would be on your side there too. It's the first round of the 2024 NFL Draft, and the Giants have selected an offensive tackle because the owner is telling you they want to protect Daniel Jones. Would you rather be the Giants or Panthers for the next five years at that point? Panthers. I'd rather I'd rather be the Panthers. I, I, I have not liked what I've seen out of Bryce Young. I, I was concerned about him out of the draft, but you're just putting yourselves in a position of you're just you're never going to compete if you're the Giants with Daniel Jones. You're not you're not going to compete for anything. Like you might compete to win 6 games, but what we we talk about this all the time on the podcast. What good is winning 6 games in the NFL? It's nothing. That means nothing. I'd rather I'd rather have back-to-back one-win seasons where I get Trevor Lawrence than win six games for 15 years straight. That's terrible. I hate that. No, thank you. Pass. <laughs> Bills OC or Raiders HC? This or that? As in, I am going to be that job? Would or... you rather be the Bills offensive coordinator or the Raiders head coach? Let's just say you have the competency to be either. Oh. Bill's offensive coordinator? Yeah. That's a hell of a fun offense. It was not Ken Dorsey's fault, for one thing. Like that's a that's a that's a firing to have a firing type of thing. No. Um that, that would offense, be my that would be my concern though, right? Okay. Um uh, I see what you're saying. Uh so like you're getting the job right now? Mm-hmm. I don't know what the situation where Harbaugh is getting fired. Uh but um No Raiders. Oh, they head said coach. Ravens. No, Raiders head coach. Oh, 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 oh. Then definitely, yeah. The Raiders are fucking mess. What the hell are they going to do? They're somehow four and five, I think, or or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not getting a top pick. Uh, so they're kind of, and I don't know. I I haven't looked at Jimmy G's contract lately, but I can't imagine it's good. Um, and yeah, it's gotta be bad. and and so the Raiders are a multi-year rebuild, and we're seeing. Over these past couple of years, uh, that owners don't have a patience for that type of thing. Like even if you're coming in as a rookie head coach, there are some expectations um, that you need to be on a strong upward take. Uh, so I would still go Bill's offensive coordinator because I think that he was a firing. Uh, just because of the disaster the last few weeks have been. But the Bills' offense is not the issue. The Bills' defense and those injury uh, problems are the issue. This past game, it was the, the decision-making and, of course, um, the special teams. But I, it was a, it was more of a coaching thing. Uh, Sean McDermott, I don't know, man. Like He has shown – he's showing some flaws. Uh, I, I, I'm not as impressed, uh, you know, when when things aren't going well with, with him. Uh, Josh Allen is someone – I think that his biggest flaw is just the way he plays the game and he has so much talent. I, I think that he is just reverting to his bad tendencies right now. Um, and I think that's coachable. And I think that this offense can be something great. Um, and it has been for years. So it's just something that's already great. I'd rather step into something that's already yeah, great. If I'm, if I'm Eric Bieniemy as an example, I would rather side grade to offensive coordinator of uh, like like if everybody gets fired at the commanders i think i'd rather tough. side grade over to the bills than take maybe my one and only shot at being yeah. a head coach to the but raiders been, because that place is a Eric just like it's, that it's guy as an example maybe not so that long. person yeah, yeah, specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what i mean like trying to think of like a, a ben johnson a guy who you know uh, he doesn't seem like he wants to be a head coach. Like uh, if he wanted to go on and do something different with somebody else, I don't know why, because the lions are straight cooking right now. But if he did for whatever reason, like I'd rather, if I was Ben Johnson, I'd rather move to the bills than be the Raiders head coach. Give me your next one. Your last one. 
Um, I don't have one written down, so let me think of one on the fly. <laughs> would you have? It's not would you. Uh, let's go with. Wide receiver or edge or new off the play caller? You only get one. This, that, or that. New offensive play caller as in not Doug? Not Doug. You're going to bring in a new OC and that person's going to run your offense. But I could just have Doug Peterson do it instead? No. New, brand new. You've never seen this person before. Ken Dorsey. It, sure, um, it could be Ken Dorsey. I'm not gonna. Uh, yeah, we we. You can imagine Ken Dorsey if you want. If that makes you um, easier for you. I I I would go. If you're let me saying, be clear. Let me yeah. be clear. Top fifteen wide receiver, top fifteen edge, new offensive play caller. Oh boy, uh, that kind of changes it more probably the to edge, but it's just like. The play calling this year has been so, so bad. The defense has been good enough. Like, Trayvon Walker is should not have been the first pick in the draft. It's going to end up not being that good of a pick. He is a fine NFL football player. I think that if you had more of your offense opened up more creatively and using Calvin Ridley the way that we think that he could be used, this offense could reach a level that it has yet to reach. So I'm just going to say the play caller just because of how disgusted I am, especially recency bias of that 49ers game. Last one. Okay. Be stuck in a car having to have a conversation with Russell Wilson about anything or be stuck in a car with Aaron Rodgers with the only topic being the efficacy of vaccinations. This or that. I'll do the former. You have to talk to him. You can't just ride in silence. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. For, for both. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to do the former. Uh, I mean, I think Russell Wilson, you could hold a conversation about football that would be interesting enough. Like, if it, we can talk. We can. T- I mean, we could talk about football, I think, and it would be fine. Um, I mean, he's not a dumb guy. He's been in the league for a while. He probably has some interesting stories in Seattle. I mean, I think I think like um, he can give me the dirt on how much Sean Payton is a piece of shit. Like I, just, I don't know. I feel like I feel like um, you know if 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 I was gonna do anything, I'd I'd rather do that because if you're stuck on that one topic with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I know it's gonna be super frustrating. And you're not gonna go and get anywhere. Um, like any type of conversation with anyone like that is like that, right? It's a pointless conversation, and that's just going to just you know be so irritating that I would just rather not do that. It will keep you awake while you're driving, I'm sure. The rage would be building up inside of me. Um, I, I think I would also go with the first one. I just like I hear what you're saying, but you have to get the real Russell Wilson to be able to come out and not the uh, canned in front of a camera and microphone Russell Wilson, which I don't I don't know if you would be able to get that guy or not, but. The phoniness thing definitely is something that hits me in a place that I I don't care for. You good over there? Yeah, I'm just pulling up my okay. best man. Now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Casey's <laughs> Casino Corner. All right, all right, all right. Um, let's go ahead and start off with a uh, teaser. Seahawks plus seven over the L.A. Rams. Jags minus a half a point over the Titans. What was the first one? Seahawks plus seven over the Rams. So as long as the Seahawks don't lose by more than a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, this is nice. Stafford coming back. Uh, Seahawks haven't been playing that great as of late, but... Uh, it's a division rival. They should be able to keep it kind of close. And Seahawks have been a pretty decent team for the year on balance. Uh, let's do Texans Cardinals over 47 and a half. Wow. Um, Kyler came back, looked pretty nice. 
Um, but their defense sucks. Yep. Love it. Thank you. Um, got two teams that I just see scoring each probably 24 points, if not in yeah. the 30s. Um, I do think Derek Stingley might be coming back. I don't know if that's enough to make a difference for the Texans defense, but. The last one is. Eagles Chiefs under 45 and a half. Why? Yeah, I want to know your thought process. Oh, yeah, sure. These are these are the Chiefs offense is not strong. The Chiefs defense is very strong. The Eagles defense is strong. Hmm. It's just like at any point in time, Mahomes can just like absolutely go off and just hit the right guy on the right play every single time and just destroy them. I don't know who's necessarily covering Kelsey in this matchup. 45 points. I guess it's it, it, 45 and a half. Yeah. I, I mean, that feels like Vegas hit a pretty good line there. I would, I would, be, I would be a little concerned by that one, but uh, I feel you. I like your reasoning, at least. My under special of the week, Giants Commanders under 37 and a half. This one feels bold, <laughs> but I just, that has to be a majority of Commanders points. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Uh yeah, Giants score some points in garbage time, um, but I don't know. Unless they start Barkley, I, I, I this Devito led offense is not good, um, you know. And that's against now two defenses. One of them was the Cowboys, sure, but the other one was the Raiders. I, I think that this this Giants offense, this Giants team is not good. Um, I, I do think Commanders will put up points. Uh, it should make me think about drafting a quarterback in the top yeah, five yeah, of yeah, the draft. Lots of tackle. Yeah. Well, here we are. If they draft Olu Fashanu, I, I just I don't know, Casey. I don't. Well, here's the other problem. Like, what are you? If you're the Giants, in we got that time. Situation, Let's talk about the Giants here. There, you've got to, and then if you're the number one pick, which is I think very much on the table, I don't see them winning another game. The Panthers would basically just have to win one game. Okay. If you're the number one pick and they're saying we're not going to go quarterback, you got to trade your the number one pick. Correct. This is the best year to trade the number one, to have the number one pick if you're w- wanting to trade it, you know? Um, and also, if you need a quarterback, this is also a very good year to have the number one pick. Um, I this, would be losing my mind if I was Brian Dayball. I would be so oh, mad. I, I, yeah, I know. That I maybe wasted my only opportunity to be a head coach. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe there will be some owners that understand the context of what's happening here. Having your owner overstep Mm. your football people. Cause I assume what I've seen out of Brian Dayball on the sidelines that if they said, we're going to move on from Daniel Jones, he would not be mad about it. I've Mm -hmm. I had this conversation with some people at work actually today they were talking about how the Giants could move on from Daniel Jones because of the contract. I was like, if you're drafting a rookie, it doesn't matter. Like it's it's sunk cost. You've already wasted that money. Like right. not right. moving on from Daniel Jones because you put this money into him is such a shitty way to look at it. It's not only do I think that it that's wrong, because I'm pretty sure that they could get out of the contract in the next couple of years. It's not that prohibitive. After next year, but if you're potential out 2025, 22 mil dead cap, right? But if you're bringing in a rookie quarterback and let's say that they get the first pick and let's say it's Caleb Williams and he starts the first week and he looks good. Yes. It's going to be prohibitive from you being able to bring in free agents, but it's not going to be prohibitive from you being able to develop that quarterback over the next two years, draft some decent, decent players around him. And, and build a team. But if you stick with Daniel Jones, 
not only are you not going to be able to bring in free agents because you paid Daniel Jones, but you're just you're you're putting yourselves in a position where you, you're not going to be successful. Look, their their cap if this is correct is their cap space is thirty eight million next year. Sure. That's a I mean that's a decent amount. Um they're going to have still under contract Darren Waller and Andrew Thomas. Uh and you know, a, a slew of other guys, obviously Evan Neal and um, other guys on the offense, Slayton, things like that. So, and then after this year, you cut Daniel Jones and 2025 really opens up. Right. I think 2024, you, you can make it manageable. Uh, and I don't know. There might be a team that trades for, do you think, I, I, I don't I guess I, I, they'd have, if they, if you took all the salary for the year, I don't know if a team would take Daniel Jones because he should get that twenty-two mil dead cap for the rest of it. I don't. I don't think so, man. I think Daniel Jones is a fine NFL backup. Yeah, I. I, I don't know what. Yeah, I know that. But I yeah, it's just gonna, it would just be a weird situation to have him on the team. Um, but no, I know if you have the number one pick and you're not picking Caleb Williams, in my mind, that's a if you have the number mistake. two pick and you're not taking Drake May, I don't know what you're doing. Like, I'm not even necessarily that. I'm not a huge Drake May guy, but I would rather take the opportunity on a guy who is more of a pure passer, more of a guy who can make all of the throws and take the chance that he can lift my franchise yeah. than sticking with a guy that I know can't. Yeah. Are you got anything else you want to say? No. That's quite loud. No. Do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, people are going to really enjoy that in their cars and in their, ear, in their ears. <laughs> we will be back next week. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts for us if you so kind. You can find and follow us at Surf and Our Official Turf all when we're on Twitter. You can email us at the same thing, Surf and Our Official Turf at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. And we'll talk to you all next week on the Surf and Our Official Turf podcast.